I'll be honest, ever since I got ordained a priest, I really haven't missed the seminary very much. Although I think this week I probably will, because every Halloween at the seminary, we have the biggest party of the year. It's a wonderful, wonderful time. A lot of our faculty and their families come to do trick-or-treating around the seminary grounds. And at the end, but we have a big dinner, and during that dinner, every class in the seminary does some type of skit or a video to essentially make fun of other people in the community. Uh, we make fun of ourselves, we get a good laugh because we need that once in a while. Uh, normally, the impressions uh, themselves are quite on point. Uh, I know uh, Bishop Rice was made fun of a few years running, and uh, it seemed like I got made fun of a few years running too. It must be my subdued personality. But anyway, we, we, we love, we love this, this evening. It's such a wonderful, wonderful time. Uh, and it really, I think, speaks to how well, you know, as seminarians, during the first three months of the school year, we got to know each other. We became very, very familiar with each other to the point that we knew each other's quirks and that we could at least poke fun at them in a loving Jesus way, you could, you could maybe say. And really, when you know someone like that, when you like that person, imitation becomes easy. You want to become just like them. And even you kind of become one. You kind of take on maybe some of their mannerisms or some of their virtues or qualities that you might admire in that person. So the more time we spend with someone, the more we want to become just like them. And that's what St. Paul is speaking to us about in the second reading today where he's imploring the Thessalonians to become imitators of himself and the other disciples, who in turn were first imitators of Christ, to imitate Christ. This imitation idea is very central to the second reading today. Because, brothers and sisters, imitation is a very special way that we can come to know God. It's a very special way to know God. There are two ways that we can know God. We can know him intellectually, you know, book knowledge. You can go to any school in the country and get a degree in theology. Or we can know about God through what's called co-naturality. What's that? Co-naturality means with the same nature, having the same nature, sharing in the same nature. Where we are so familiar with God, where we spend so much time with him just as we would with a very close friend, that we start to become like them that we start to imitate them, that we take on some of their qualities that we admire and become more like that person we want to be like, to the point that there's a sharing of nature between you and the friend, and in this case, God. Again, this isn't like an intellectual endeavor because this goes far deeper. It takes on our desires and our will. It, 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 it encompasses the whole person the whole person wanting to become exactly like God. And that's a greater knowledge even than intellectual knowledge or book knowledge. So again, just as like at the seminary, the more we would hang out with each other and spend time with each other, the more we knew them, knew our brothers, and wanted to imitate them and become just like them to the point that we would sometimes imitate them. And it's the same thing with God. The more that we spend time with God, the more God-like we will become. And primarily, brothers and sisters, this, this happens through the virtue of charity that we heard so much about in our gospel today. That virtue of charity is the primary way for us to become co-natural 
with God, to be imitators of God himself. Christ talked about this again at length here with these two great commandments, love of God and love of neighbor. And truth be told, these were actually commandments that the people at that time would have already been familiar with. They were in the Old Testament in Exodus and Leviticus. But Christ does something revolutionary. He brings the two of them together. For the very first time, they are mutually dependent upon each other, just like a head and the body, to love God, our Father, the head, and to love our neighbors in the body of Christ. So they all go together. If we love God, then we should love our neighbor and vice versa. And by doing that, by imitating God, we become co-natural. We share in that same godliness that God himself has. So what's maybe the result of us having charity and being able to, to love like God? Well, God comes to dwell with us. What did we just hear in our Alleluia verse? We heard, whoever loves me will keep my word, says the Lord, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him. Christ promises to dwell with those who demonstrate charity, with those who imitate him and become co-natural with him, who share his very nature. Because God gives us sanctifying grace. He gives us his very life within our souls. And we become God-like. We grow in friendship and relationship with God because he now dwells with us too. And so that's why St. Paul was really congratulating the Thessalonians for their imitation of God. Because God was dwelling within them. He was congratulating them for imitating the holiness that they saw in the other disciples. There was a co-naturality with Paul and the disciples and thus a co-naturality with God, sharing that same nature, one in the same thing almost, if you will. Paul's virtues became theirs. And the same with God. God's virtues became their virtues. Now, we cannot become co-natural with God on our own, brothers and sisters. If you will, there's maybe a gap between God and us. And thankfully, Jesus, by becoming a human being, if you will, descends a ladder to us. But ultimately, the force that helps propel us up that ladder is charity. That between Christ's humanity and charity, we are able to become one in the same nature with God. We're able to be conformed with him, to participate in his very likeness. And this happens through charity. It's really the glue that holds us and God together. Now, as I said before, this co-naturality is better than any type of theological or intellectual knowledge. Because if you think about it, any atheist can go to any theological school in the world and get all the doctorates he wants in theology. But he doesn't have faith. But that person who might not have been to a single theology class can know God better than that person who's got all the doctorates because of faith and time spent with God. They have become co-natural with God, sharing that very same nature. It's kind of the same with the apostles. Those apostles of Jesus had very little theological training. They were uneducated fishermen. But they could judge the doctrines of the church better than anyone else because they had spent time with Jesus. They knew him better than anyone else, not because of any theological knowledge or anything they got from a book, but because they spent time with him to the point that they began to imitate him and become like him, and pretty soon sharing that same nature. It's the difference between knowing about God and knowing God himself. 
So co-naturality exceeds any intellectual knowledge about God that we could ever have. And it's also a great source of evangelization because, you know, I, I could go on the street corner and talk to people all about consubstantial with the Father, and I'm not going to win any souls for Christ. I mean, it'd be interesting, certainly, but I wouldn't win any souls for Christ. People are drawn by example, by example, and ultimately they want to see someone who shares the same nature of God. And hopefully that can help them too, to share that same nature that we have. As St. Francis of Assisi is so very often quoted as saying, preach the gospel, but if necessary, use words. Now on the flip side, we can also, unfortunately, become co-natural with sin. If you think about it, if you spend enough time with sin, become more familiar with it, you can start to imitate it and become co-natural with sin and develop vices rather than virtues. So we have to remember that we're called to be co-natural with God and not with sin. Because co-naturality with God is our goal, brothers and sisters. And that happens in completion in heaven where we are, if you will, co-natural with God forever. United with him forever, for all eternity. So let's do our part by imitating God here on earth so that we can, through our charity toward God and others, grow toward full union with God who will love us, dwell with us, and allow us to participate in himself.